Welcome, everybody, for the late night sesh, drift sessions. We are here at Texas Motor Speedway, and we're tired, but it's been an, an interesting evening, interesting day. I will say it's the weather started out very pleasant, but just for you guys that are tuning in, we are at the LS Fest Texas event 2023, obviously. We are live. We're in the pits. Um, most everybody is gone, right? But uh, there are still some cars. So if you've never been to LS Fest Texas, what's cool about it is they let the drivers use the NASCAR paddocks. So they're undercover, right? And they have shade, a decent breeze. Um, plenty of lights. Plenty of lights. We have outlets. We're able to do this show. Um, weren't really planning on it, doing it initially, but we've we've missed you guys, right? We haven't yeah, done the show. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I was out of town, and my brother, he failed to... <laughs> to come through and do the show while I was away. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. But on a lighter note, we've had a great day. Um, those of you guys that watched us, watched the live stream, what live stream we're able to do, end up just being practice. So originally, it was designed to be practice from 2 to 5, I believe. Correct. And then qualifying at 9.30. Now, Texas Motor Speedway has that. It's an, it's an official track. We're at an official NASCAR. We're in the center of the track, so we see the oval all around. So it's pretty cool, much like uh, Nopi National was in Atlanta Motor Speedway. If you ever been to that, um, and the Mega Jumbotron too. Mega Jumbotron, unfortunately, we're not able to use, but It'd be great. It would be great. That being said, since it's a like an official track, lightning strikes are taken very seriously, and beautiful weather. Yeah. Up until it was time for the drift uh, portion of the track. Now, we're using the FD layout, not the recent one. I think the pre... No, we're using the most recent FD layout. The Yeah. Most recent uh, Formula Drift layout here for LS Fest. But lightning struck right before we're getting ready to start, and their laws or whatever their regulations are, every time there's a lightning strike within eight miles-ish, I, I want to say, uh, we had to pause for a half hour. So it'd be like 25 minutes before in, into that first half hour break and then boom lightning strike and it reset the clock every time lightning strike it reset the clock ended up ha forcing us to basically call the first session a wash so for three hours we were just in lightning warnings mm -hmm. which kind of sucked um fast forward we were able to talk to nay hamilton some of the other drivers nay hamilton gave us a great recommendation for downtown uh, Denton. Yeah. And we got to get some great coffee. Thank you, Nate Hamilton. Much love. Thank you so much. Great to see you out here freaking ripping it. Dude. You're like insane. Anyways, um, it's been a privilege to just watch him like freaking kill it this mm -hmm. last couple of years. Anyhow, went got some coffee, checked out the downtown square, came back, and I think initially they, they were going to squash it, right? Uh, yeah. So the thing is, they originally were scheduled to, let's have a driver's meeting around 8 o'clock, mm -hmm. and then let's assess the situation. Let's see how bad it's going to be. Right. And then they realized that there was an opportunity to actually just get some cars out onto the grid and see what happens. And let's run it until um, 9.30, which is the start time for the qualifying session, right. and reassess. And, of course, it just didn't turn out the way that they wanted it to. And it ended up being where the qualifying was decided that it was better off doing the qualifying the next day. Uh, not only because of the time issue, weather issue, but also I think most importantly, hey, you're right Sorry. there. No. <laughs> Nate Hamilton opened up his cooler. He said we could, you know, anyhow, keep going. Indulge, right? Indulge, yeah. Um, 
So uh, the, the other thing, too, is that they felt that it was better to uh, capitalize on the daylight for the qualifying session. So that way they can just try to pinpoint and, and get a better view on all of the runs. So that way they're judged accordingly. Yeah. And uh, so that's the situation now mm -hmm. with only a bit of practice session, about roughly two hours that took place today. Mm -hmm. yeah. And qualifying is going to move on for tomorrow as to what time. We don't know. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I could presume it's going to happen is that the original scheduled time of having practice for tomorrow happening from 2 p.m. Mm -hmm. and then competition happening at 9.30 I figure they're going to try to expand the 2.30 time slot to not only include practice and qualifying, right. and then have the competition at the end of, uh, at the, end of the night. But right. again, don't quote me. I don't know. I'm not sure. But mm -hmm. hopefully, for all we know, they might just do where 12 o'clock noon. Right, right. I mean, we, we, we don't know what's going to happen. It's one of those things that we're rolling with the punches. Nick Swan is freaking phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, the guy just, like, he adapts and overcomes his crew. We just saw James Webb over here. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, what a, what a, yeah, back there now. Back there now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, A1, like, just top-notch, world-class crew. Um, just able to just adapt and overcome. Uh, Pat Gooden is one of the judges. Uh, Zach Poloff is one of the judges. Ben Gibson. Ben Gibson is the third guest judge. It's been a great event, and, and it's been a great weekend. Uh, you know, Ben, this has probably been one of the – I've learned more this weekend what? already. So much. I'm going to fill you in. Finish, so, yeah. so there's a couple things. One thing I noticed that – Talking with an accent, it just comes so natural. Like I just, it flows from me. Oh, I, I, crawl, I landed, I landed on the plane, and I just started talking different. And it's just, it's like, it's like I'm touched with my roots. I went to London yet last. Well, I was in London and Paris, and let me tell you something. I tried to talk with London, but this, it, it's just natural. Like I feel like I'm home. Like, 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 like little birdie is 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 left the nest and and he, and, he, and, he, and he's out there and I learned a couple of sayings, right? So when it's hot, what they say, one of the sayings I heard was, it's it's hotter than a goat in a pepper patch. What is that? That's nice. It's hot. Uh, oh wait, another one. Oh, uh, uh, wait, wait, wait. No, uh, he's all hat and no cowboy, right? <laughs> That's another one. Uh, that boy's got a hole in his screen door, something like that, right? I mean, we we got some we got some saying. So I've learned a lot. Another thing, uh, uh, I've been learning a lot from uh, Nick and Pat Pat Gooden. Uh, Nick 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 taught me nut to butt. I never heard nut to butt before. What is nut to butt? I figured, you know, nut to butt. It kind of makes sense now. Oh, so boy. that what nut to butt? If you never heard what nut to butt is, that means when your nut is close to your butt. That means the nut of one section is at the butt of another section. It's not the butt. That means back-to-back -back is what it is. That's Texas talk, or maybe, I don't know where that came from, but it, it means back-to-back. -back. So, you guys, just nut butt. You hear me say that from now on? I mean back-to-back. -back. Two, I learned when Pat Gooden's truck is leaking. <laughs> when Pat Gooden's truck is leaking doesn't necessarily mean the truck is leaking. What it kind of means is that Pat Gooden is leaking a little bit. You know, I, I reached out. I, yeah. I felt like a sucker. Like, he said, oh, Pat Gooden's I, I, truck I is leaking. Too. He walked around side. I was like, oh, I want to help Pat. Like, his yeah. truck's leaking. Yeah. We got to fix Pat Gooden's truck. 
Then I go around the corner, and Pat Gooden's taking a piss. Yeah. So well. Pat Gooden was leaking. So anyhow, it's it's been a, very informative. Um, Nate Hamilton is uh, he's showed me a a, a a a a great spot to have coffee. Coffee Jupiter coffee was pretty good. I want to try an LSA burger. That's gonna be nice. That would be nice. I'm telling you, it's just natural. You guys criticized me for my Boston slash. Irish, Scottish, Scottish, Scottish. They kind of roll the R's. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit, a little bit roll the R's. So, anyways, this guy's unhinged. I'm as unhinged. You can tell. Anyways, well, Nate Hamilton, it's his fault. Nate Hamilton, I love you, but it's your fault. Okay. Anyhow, but you were gonna say something else, and I interrupted you. No, no, it, it was just. Oh, wait, can the- you show them the camera down? Well, I guess they can kind of see, but can you keep that little a camera shot? So, just so you guys can see the pit. So, yeah, that's the little drivers down there, kind of hanging out. Everybody's just relaxing. Having a couple beers, soaking in the experience. Unfortunately, like we said, they didn't have that three hours of practice. There's about two. I don't know. Oh, oh, look oh, at this! Hey. Woo! We got Pat Gooden here. Uh, Pat, are you gonna talk on? Are you want to talk? We got a headset for you. Trucks leaking. It is a thing, especially Pat's truck leaks. Leaks. It's um. It it has it has big leaks, big leaks. Um. All right, we got you. All right. Oh, you're rocking them. You're rocking them glasses. Okay, so <clears throat> wait, I'm gonna change my voice. Okay. We have the world famous Pat Gooden here. Uh, Pat Gooden, the world class judge here. He is uh, so Pat Gooden. Um, Let me fix. Oh, f- yeah, fix that. What's wrong what with you? Fixin'? Fix it. I don't know. Fixin', fixin's, fixins, fixins like dinner. Um, can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, he can hear me. Yeah. So, Pat, what do you think about the event so far today? It's great. Yeah. I mean, I- it sucked. We didn't do anything for six hours. Sucks. So it's kind of like, oh, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. So uh, there's a joke there somewhere about sucking and being great. Oh, yeah. But we're going to let that lie. Yeah, let it lie. Let it lie. Let Let sleeping dogs lie. Sleeping dogs lie. That's another one. Yeah. I learned um, he's all hat, no cowboy. That's that's a that's a big Texas thing. It is. Okay. So I I never, I didn't know. That that boy's got a hole in the screen door. You heard that one? It's hotter than a a goat in a pepper patch. No, I, I googled. I mean, I Texas like it. Thing. Yeah, it's it's different. I was laughing. Yeah. So what's up? What's what's going on? Talk to me, baby. Well, we did nothing for six hours today because lightning. Hashtag because lightning. Because this is a SMI on track, and uh, NASCAR stuff. And if there's lightning within, was it eight miles? Yeah. If there's lightning within eight miles. We have to wait for thirty minutes, and every time a lightning strike happens, it resets. So I left the track for a while. Mm-hmm. I went and got some chicky tendies from Bucky's. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, extra extra gravy. Extra wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. Where do you get the gravy from? Bucky's. It's in the thing. No, no, no. Hold on a second. Okay, so I did. I, I'm sorry to cut you off because I know okay. there's more and more pressing matters, but right. um, I've been hitting Bucky's up. Yeah. Sorry, babe. My wife's watching. Oh. She's like, you're supposed to eat healthy. Sorry. No, too bad. Anyhow, I had. Um, I had the big old chicken fajita burrito, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, I had the uh, the Texas cheesesteak burrito. Yeah, and I had the. So brisket. you're getting pre-made stuff. Oh, you gotta go a little touchscreen. Touchscreen. It's like a Wawa scenario. Really? Like Texas Wawa. So is it like uh is it is a is it a brown gravy? No, or it's like a white gravy. It's a white gravy. Yeah. Like a sausage gravy? Yeah, yeah, but there's sausage in it. Oh, you go over I can and put you- some sausage. In it. <laughs> sausage. Because they sell sausage there, too. So anyways, <laughs> you go to a little touchscreen, you dial it up, chicky tendies. Chicky tendies. Comes with fries. And you okay. go, oh, that's what I want. And you click next screen. Mm-hmm. And it goes, do you want extra gravy? Or go, first it goes, do you want ketchup 
gravy or both? Both. Okay. He clicked both. Then he goes, do you want an extra chicky tendy? I go, yeah. I'm a patriot, yeah, of I course. Mean, come on. <laughs> America. Click it. And then it goes, do you want extra gravy? I go, again, America. patriot. Yep. Click it. Bam. So I got that. And then I went to the hotel and I ate my chicky tendies with gravy. I'm also like a little weird. Sometimes I dip my chicky tendies in the ketchup. And the gravy. No, no not both. Oh, no, 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 no okay. not both. Well, so in, not that. in the ketchup. Okay. I ate that. And then mm. my truck, the window regulator went bad at LZ's thing. Hence the so white tape. Taped up. Yeah. Uh, got so hot here, tape started to fail. So I bought more duct tape at Bucky's. Wait, wait, hold on a second. It got hotter than a goat in a pepper patch is what you meant to say. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, man. As you were. <laughs> so I had to get more duct tape. Mm. Go to the hotel, eat mm. my chicky tendies. Mm-hmm. Gravy. Gravy was super hot. Mm. Oh. Then Zach and Webb show up. We pulled my window back up, put black duct tape on it this time. Yeah, because we, we want to make sure we get white and, and then, black in there. And then Zach goes, your truck looks like a checkerboard. <laughs> <laughs> I go, mm, super funny. <laughs> okay. And uh, then I came back, and I drank a coffee. I complained about some stuff. That's fine. And then we Did you get drifting. coffee from Bucky's? Mm-hmm. Sorry, this is a drift show. No, I, I got I, Bucky's I'm coffee. Bucky's coffee's good? No, no, no. It's not a Bucky's oh, coffee. Uh, oh. It's like a brand they carry. Oh. Bucky's is very weird. They don't have like Starbucks stuff. Yeah. You know, like the Starbucks, like. Like one. One ish. Oh, not drifting? Not drifting, but like all the auto Oh, I don't I only like know. Like 11, the, I think. We'll go with that, but yeah. I, I would look to see um, the LS Fest, um, like their social media think, and stuff. I think it's 11. Yeah. Yeah. I only know about the drifting. I'm sorry, but yeah. Try. We gotta educate the people. We we're lying. We'd have no idea what's going on. Anyhow, have it help. All right. So as you um, were. What was I talking about? Bucky's oh, something. Yeah. yeah. I complained about stuff when I got back here. Drank a Bucky's coffee. Mm. It was all right. It's mm. not Bucky's. It's the brand they carry because they right, don't have right. a lot of normal stuff, which right. is weird. Um, and then I drank coffee. Felt pretty good. We set the track up, mm-hmm. and then. A bunch Very of people quickly, dri- man. I mean, man, you guys. Yeah, I know. What was I thinking? Uh, and world then, class, world class crew. And then we watched drifting. Mm-hmm. Picked up cones. Not um, drifting on the track. Oh no, yeah, that's actually when we actually got the practice. You're talking yeah, about. Yeah, went out yeah, there. Okay. Yeah, we actually practiced tonight. Yeah. Right. And then I made fun of my friends. That's also I good. Said, You're bad at drifting. That's bonding. Zero. I haven't drifted in years. So they're like, you suck. And I go, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. uh, and then I started drinking raspberry twisted teas. Sounds like. Big day. Sounds like a good day. It was a big day. Yeah, it was a good day. Pretty it was big a good day. day. Tomorrow's going to be a better day. Yeah. Not going to be as hot. It's not going to be as hot. It's going to be as hot. We're going to have more drifting, which is good. Yeah. So so what's what's the plan? You know, tell the drivers, if there are any drivers watching this, tell them what do you look – if you had to tell the drivers, hey, listen, uh, stop sucking or hit this zone better or what the hell are you doing, stop lifting off the throttle, what would you tell – what advice would you give the drivers? Uh, just do do it. Just do it. I think yeah, it's- like they're like, what can I do better? I'm like, you know. <laughs> you know that's that thing that yeah, you're not like, doing because do they know yeah they know they just need a little positive reinforcement like, well what kind of feedback and i go 
you know the thing you think you're not doing good? And they go, oh, you mean like outer one, and then I transition, I do this, and then when I hit the inner three, I get a, you know, and I go. That's it? You know, and they go. You're really good. Yeah. You, I'm impressed. Yeah. It's, that's experience right there. That is experience. I would have, like, tried to give them some criticism or try to make up something that I don't remember. Well, it's also, it's, it's a similar thing of, like, everybody's like, oh, Pat, you're so funny. I go, oh. And they go, oh, no, you're, not, you're hilarious. You're a stand-up comedian. And I go, I'm really not. All I do is repeat whatever the last person said, and I say it in a funny voice. Oh. And they go, no, you don't. And I go, no, you don't. <laughs> and they laugh. And they go, oh, shit. Oh, you're right. Oh, prove your point. Yeah. All right. So, guys, just do it. And that thing that you think you're not doing right, you're probably right. So just go with it. Yeah. Um, tomorrow, uh, you're judging. Oh. Well, I wanted to ask. Ooh. Do you think, do you fear that you may get too funny to the point where they won't take you serious? Oh, that's a good question. Where's that balance? Let me let me put it at you this way. Okay. Look at this. Yeah. I'm goofy as fuck. I get, I'm learning that. I'm learning that. I've learned. I've learned no, a lot. If you take someone with hair like this seriously, <laughs> you're wrong. You're foolish. It's kind of like crusty clown. Yeah. Oh it's no, Yucko. Yucko. Yucko cl- the clown. I say Sideshow Bob. I like Yucko the clown. Sideshow Bob. Okay. Sideshow Bob. Smart. Yes. Because did you guys hear me say those big brain things earlier? You do say big brain things, and I'm like, dude, that was that was deep. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Also, psychopath. I say maybe a touch of the tism. Tism. And maybe I gotta, you know, Mm. dip my toes in the tism. I don't know. Hey, there's nothing wrong dipping your toes in it. Could be. Um, Okay, so tomorrow looks like it's gonna be a good day. We're gonna get some drifting, we're gonna get some practice in. Mm -hmm. It's been a like roll with the punches kind of event so far because of the weather. And the schedule, we're getting like, okay, this is going to happen. Oh, we're going to get this. Oh, we're not going to get this. It's been, uh, it's kind of like a give and take. It's, a, it's been an interesting relationship, almost an abusive relationship, but an abusive relationship that you want to stay in. Um, so that being said, uh, if everything goes to plan, practice, mm-hmm. qualify, mm-hmm. break, mm-hmm. practice, well, tandem practice, break. break, qualifying drivers meeting, qualifying drivers meeting, and Nick goes. Oh hey, uh, uh, uh. thanks for everybody coming out. It's a great event. Is he around here anywhere? He's over there somewhere. Oh okay. And then everybody goes, oh, come on, get on with it. <laughs> and he goes, oh, qualifying sixteenth, whoever, mm-hmm. and then qualifying fifteenth, this other guy. Mm-hmm. And we do that, and then I'll be like, oh, does anybody have any questions about the track? And somebody's like, do we have to drift the whole time, or like? Do we have to have tires on our car? And I go, eh, whatever you want. Okay. Right, right, right. Um, and then we go out, mm-hmm. tandem practice. Right. Probably like 45 minutes. Yeah, because 16 drivers, tandem practice, yeah. that's plenty of time. Give them a little bit. Parade lap. Okay. Beep, boop, boop. Right. Top 16. Okay, until we finish. Bingo, bongo. I like that. Yeah. I'm trying to be done not at midnight. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice. I but a couple of <laughs> these I gotta drink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have to. I might have to make the switch because I, I got something that was pretty bad last night. You know Damn. what's really cool? Every time I've done the podcast, secretly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the secret. That's the secret. Do it live. Do it live. They're live. Hey, I mean you're consistent. Yeah, consistent. It's all about consistency, not just in judging, but also in driving. So yeah. guys, make sure consistency is key. Um, okay, so. Uh, what was I going to ask you? So, hmm. before you ask anything, oh, I think I'm done. Are you done? This is great. This was great. Love All right. you guys. 
Oh, we, no, we love you. All you guys. Oh, we love you. All right, so you, we're not going to. You too. Wait, you take it off already? Yeah, yeah I mean, he's got, he's got people oh, to see. He did the thing. He showed his face. I, I just want to highlight another oh. great thing about see? this event is okay. that this is the first time we actually get him on the show in person. Because yes. all the other times yeah. it's been remotely. Not yeah. to say that it was a de detriment mm -hmm. to it, but it was always a great occasion. It's even better now that it's in person. Okay. Yeah, but we got to release Pat Gooden back into yeah, the wild. Yeah, yeah. Release the beast. So we're going to release you back into yeah. the wild. Let's okay. get the headset back. Okay. Um, well, yeah. I look forward to uh, hanging out with you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Thank you, sir, for yeah. gracing us with your presence. Love you guys. Love you Love more. you too, man. I'm going to send somebody else over. Love you most. Okay. Oh, okay. Send them okay. over. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. Well, you heard it here first. Um, uh, why am I by myself? Oh, you're oh, because Captain Ben's man yeah, in the helm. Yeah, well, the, uh, I, I could jump back in. You could jump back in? Okay. Yeah. All right. That Sounds like a player. Uh, so, anyhow, we got blessed with uh, Pat Gooden to come on the show. Um, it is very always entertaining. And, and I spoke to him earlier. This was like, you know, one of those things like... Um, over the last year or so with uh, Clutch Kickers and LS Fest, um, really gotten to get to know Pat Gooden, at least for myself. And you know Pat Gooden longer because you've had more chance to hang out with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it, it's just, it's, I mean, I don't know how many, I mean, I can't imagine all the people that can say that they, kind of, they grew up with Pat. But oh, you, you could say that. To some extent. Yeah, sure. I just got to be careful with that because it's very I'm loud. Put it here cause I'm assuming the next person is going to pop up behind yeah, us. Yeah, and, they, and they're already on the oh, way. So, on the sir, way. you take oh, the hot seat back the hot there. Seat. I'm going to jump back out. All right. There we go. This is this is the live edition of the Zach Poloff show. What's um, up? I'm chilling. You know what I'm saying? So Pat Gunn came over here. It was a pleasant surprise. Um, I made up questions that um, I don't know because we had to talk about event stuff. But uh, so, what's your choice of um, beverage this evening? Uh, well, I'm three twisted teas in, but Ooh, I'm currently out. He, he's hanging. Obviously, hangs out with um, Pat yeah. Gooden. Right? Yeah. So I uh, was never a big twisted tea guy until I met Pat. I've always loved whiskey and bourbon. <laughs> he's got a fan out there. I uh, think uh, uh, Mr. James Webb is is actually. Um, announcing his love for you, but anyhow, so so you're you're three three. Uh, I'm three in two three in. in three in. I don't even know. All right, good deal. We're out. I know that. So <laughs> made a fan. Oh, okay, <laughs> so that's why he ejecto cedo cut. Oh, <laughs> all right. So tell us about the event so far. Let's talk about event stuff. Uh, weather like weather's been kind of crappy. Yeah. Like um. Oh. Oh my oh, man. man. See, never that. mind. See? We're no longer out, boys. There you go. The refill. I was told I couldn't drink. Uh, ben said I wasn't allowed to drink on, on I have to represent. Don't show. Yeah, exactly. I, I'll just hide it. Yeah, just hide it. It's yeah. non-alcoholic. It's fine. Right. It's tea. It's just tea. It, we're in the South. That's what we do. We drink tea yeah. in the South. Anyhow. Big, sweet tea guy. All right. So <laughs> so we had some lightning. Didn't have rain, but we had lightning. But because of the track, blah, yeah. blah, blah, whatever, boing, boing, boing. We had to cancel the first session. But um, how do you give me your opinion on, I don't know, Texas Motor Speedway and having the event here running the FD layout? So TMI has always been one of my favorite tracks. I ran Pro-Am here in like 17 and 18, I think, with and Lone Star Drift. And where did they run? Did they run it they, on that track? Yeah, they ran this. They ran the same-ish lad. It's very okay. similar. Right. Um, this track, for people who have never driven it, is super fun. Mm -hmm. It's the fastest you'll probably ever drive in your life. Yeah, it seems it's, it's um, intimidating watching it. It's really intimidating for guys who have never driven at speeds in excess of, like, 70. Mm -hmm. This will probably be the... F yeah. It's a gnarly track. Like You need fourth gear. Yeah, if you're in an S chassis with any kind of stock gear ratio, a Z with any kind of stock gear ratio, you're in fourth, pinned the yeah. whole time. Um, 
like a lot of the guys with quick changes are probably 115, 120 mile an hour wheel speed. Nice. Or more. Um, the driving we did get to do in practice, there are seven or eight drivers who look really, really good. Yeah. They're just killing it. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of guys who I don't think have ever driven here who are having a good time. And after like the first 10 or so laps, they seem to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, this track is literally all about just not being afraid to go fast and staying committed. Right. Like 100%. If you can just get over the fear of like clicking your car into fourth gear and staying yeah. matted then like this is Good the most fun track you'll ever drive right right it, it looks like fun but it definitely uh, i'm watching these guys and it's like you're just trying to get that it's a long straight man it's a long straight that you got to make your way down at least it seems that way it looks like it's narrow and long it's a long straightaway the inner clips are like really fast paced like you have to be like like when i drove it in 2017 or 18 in my jay-z coupe mm-hmm. watching the in car back after the fact, it's like everything out the window is a blur. Like there's no like real time to react. It's all muscle memory. Like right, it's just insanely. You can literally go as fast as you want to go on this track. Yeah, as fast as like, you can go. Yeah, <laughs> it's as fast as the ramp will allow you. Um, the transition from outer one to outer two is also super gnarly because you come out of outer one matted, right. full throttle transition, like, and you don't really start to slow down to the very end of the outer zone. So. There's a lot of room just to carry a lot of speed through a lot of angle and just, like, let the car eat all right. the way through the center section. Okay. Um, it's a, like I said, really, really fun track. Mm-hmm. It's also just really terrifying. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, it looks, I mean, yeah, I get, I get that. Um, well, a question, if you had to give any of the drivers advice on, on, on what they're doing. Um, uh, Pat was just like, he said, just just do it. Like, that thing that you think you're not doing, well, you're, that's probably correct. He, he He's good at that psychology thing. So for the guys who are like mid-pack, I would say if you think you're going fast enough, you're not. You need to go like five mile an hour faster because it seems like all the guys in the middle-ish of the pack just don't have the wheel speed or commitment to get all the way out to the zones. It's like they're kind of timid to go Mm -hmm. as fast as they need to go. Right. You've got to get past that fear. Right. This... Uh, Literally, you cannot hit the zones on this track if you were just not carrying a boatload of speed. Right. Like, this isn't a track where it's like, oh, I can transition and grab the handbrake and float to the zone because Mm -hmm. the gap from zone to zone is very small. Right. And it's really hard to stretch all the way from, like, one to two with no momentum. Right, right, right. Or even out of the inner clips to one with no momentum. Like, if you come through the inner clips on the brakes, like, you have no momentum to get to outer one. Mm -hmm. And there's not enough real estate there to just drive out there after the clips. Yeah. I will tell you, I feel like there's been way more useful information in this interview with Zach than with Pat Gooden. I'm just saying. It just seems like way more useful information. I mean, you know, Pat Gooden's entertaining, you know. know, He's Pat. He's Pat, you know. He's Pat. Got a question. Um, You've been a judge for a while. How do you feel about the role? Obviously, we've mentioned several times it's like the most hated job in drifting or the most thankless job in drifting. And how are you taking on the role? So I don't mind it at stuff like LS Fest. Like at LS Fest, it's a really fun time because it's like a different atmosphere than like, I mean, yes, it's a competition. Yes, there's a small amount of money on the line. But at the end of the day, most of these drivers are here because they're either sponsored by Holly or they want to get new fans or they, they want to do something bigger than just like go for money. Like this is a great place to market and meet new vendors and like right. potential sponsors. So the atmosphere here is a lot better 
because we go into the like the driver meeting, drivers meeting, letting them know, hey, you know, like we don't necessarily judge on a curve, right? But it's not as serious as like FD or mm-hmm. Clutch Kickers was or like Riverside. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as serious as that. So like they go in upfront knowing, hey, we're here to put on a show, show like make some new fans, potentially market, do some right. new sponsorship stuff. So it's like judging here is like actually kind of fun. Right. Because the drivers make it fun. Right. Like, Some of the stress is removed from it. Yeah. Like, there's, I think there's been like maybe three incidents in the whole time I've been with Nick and the Holly team mm-hmm. doing the LS Fest Trip Challenge where like drivers were like, hey, you know, I don't really think this was right, but like I understand it. Right. There's never been an incident where somebody's like got in any of our faces that I can remember and like screamed and yelled and like, not like clutch kickers. No. There's like, <laughs> yeah. Like, no, there's none of that. So yeah. like, it's, it's not bad. Um, I don't actually mind judging. I've judged quite a few competitions outside of LS Fest. Well, you got the personality for it, too. Like, you're like, this is it, man. You either deal with it or not. I'll listen to you if you got a valid point. But other than that, you know, uh, it, so I, th- I think you got, you got to have a certain personality that can take yeah, it. Yeah, and, like, I feel like when drivers ask, I'm very straightforward. Like, this is why I think you lost. You don't agree with it? That's fine. Right. But, like, you... This is what I saw. Like, if you don't like it, watch the replay. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Exactly, yeah, which we're working on, you know, as we go into Kentucky, we should have a little more for you guys as far as on the live stream event. Uh, so, aside from the event, what's your what's your next project as far as cars? Because, you, you know, you're kind of in between cars right now, or what's going on? Uh, so, I bought an E46 M3 from Dorte. Smart pie. Um, I did not buy it to be a drift car. He did. I did not. Lies. Um. I would never, not an M3 chassis. I'd buy like a 330i and convert it or something. Okay, that makes sense. I'll, I'll, I, wouldn't, I'll I wouldn't do an M3 chassis. Um, next project, I really, I've been talking to a couple people about this for a while. I really want to do an S550. Hmm. Oh. Um, which is really weird really? coming from me because I'm like the Corvette guy. Right? Yeah, right. Arguably, outside of Taylor Hole's car, I, w- I know I was the first one to have a GSR four-speed in a Corvette functioning, running, driving, and testing. Okay. Um big LS guy. So for me to want to go to a Mustang is like kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the way that the RTR cars seem to drive. I really mm-hmm. want to kind of see and play with the mechanical grip that the S550 chassis has. Have you talked to Chelsea at all about it? Uh, not directly, but I have some friends who've been doing Mustangs. I've been in touch with Chelsea about it. And like Pat feeds me a lot of information that him and Chelsea talk about. Right. And I think currently the S550 is probably the fastest out of the box chassis. Period. Mustang. Oh, oh, period. Like, 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 period. Interesting. Really? Yeah. Like, I mean, look at how fast the RTR. I mean, yeah. Okay. So even though they're in the 650s now or whatever the new chassis designation yeah. is, like, look at how violent those cars are when they drive. Like, yeah. they just look so hooked up but all the time. I heard they're not fun. Like, it's like taming the beast. Yeah, but like, I mean, look at LZ yeah, had some. I mean, it took them a while to get used to the chassis. Yeah, but then look at Vaughn getting it. Well, Look yeah, at James yeah, getting yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, well, James is, yeah. Um, I mean, James seems to struggle when he's chasing people, but uh, he's been in the chassis for, like, I don't know, 30 laps total probably. Right, like, right, right. But out front, they're, like, unstoppable. Like, we're right. in a lead position. They're literally, like, they're so fast. They look, and I don't want to do something to that level. I ain't got that kind of money. I ain't right, trying to build right, a $300,000 right. car. Right. But, like, they seem like the mechanical grip in the Mustang would be a lot of fun to play with. And yeah. I drive with the throttle pedal. I don't. Right. I don't really like brakes. Kind of, so okay. like, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Um, so I kind of want to try one. I've never done a Mustang. I've never really done well anything that wasn't an LS. I did one JZ car for like, I don't know, like six, seven months I had a JZ car. Yeah. I've never done anything that's not an LS-based car. So I just kind of want to 
now that I'm not doing like competition stuff or like running series or anything, mm-hmm. I want to go back to kind of what I was doing when I was in pro am and just kind of like play with stuff for a little bit and then mm-hmm. see what happens. Do you ever think that there might be competitions in the future for Zach? That I mean, you, you can judge a little bit, but it, it's always better to be behind the wheel. Probably not. Really? I didn't really like... Not comp- even for just like, ah, I'll do this one for the hell of it. I mean, maybe. Like, I'm not going to say I'm never going to run any well, competition, yeah, but like um, something big. Like, I've I've wanted to do the Gambler at okay. some point yeah, just, yeah. just because I have a lot of friends that drive in it. Um, doing the LZ Invitational at some point would be sick if I could yeah. somehow do get into that. Yeah. Uh, but probably not. I was never like super huge on competition driving, even mm-hmm. when I was driving. I've been driving for like, mm, I don't know, 15 years. Right. Like mostly. Right. I think I only did like two or three like legitimate seasons of competition drifting. Right. I like it. it takes a lot of toll on you though. It takes a lot of money. Yeah. I don't like to lose. So like, I mean, anybody that <laughs> anybody that yeah. saw my Corvette build for clutch kickers was like, I literally spread absolutely no expense on that car. Yeah. For, I mean, like a realistic level. Like, I'm not trying to build like Alex S14. Yeah, of course, that's like, you know, mil spec and stuff. But like, I mean, it's fully built 418, high compression, dog box winners. Like, mm-hmm. some of the best, the yeah. best stuff you could buy. Right. Yeah. And I never enjoyed driving the car. It's hmm. so expensive. Like, huh. if I could give any advice to people who are wanting to get into competition drifting, mm-hmm. don't try and jump to the forefront. Like, just enjoy the road. Right. Like don't don't spend one hundred and eighty thousand dollars up front because I promise you you're going to get burnout. Well, we were talking That's about that. weren't we like, talking about that last night? Even like in your setup, I think Pat was saying that like set the car up. It, don't make it too hard for you to drive. Yeah, it's yeah. more about being consistent, especially if you're new in the competition. You want to qualify, and you want to have consistency. You don't want to fight the car. So yeah, unless you're like. You need to be really, really sure that competition drifting is what you want. Like, there's right. people I've met, like Connor. Yeah. Like, when I met Connor and his dad and Andrew and, like, that whole family, it was like, Connor knew he wanted to compete, he wanted to do well, he wanted to get into FD, like, dedicated goal, but he came from a racing background. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of people getting into drifting go after this. FD is a really unattainable goal for the average person. Right, right. It's a very limited field. I don't think people really understand what FD is I mean right. the, the guys in Pro One are arguably the 32 best drifters in the world, with a right. few exceptions that yeah. are in Europe and that don't compete in FD. But like yeah. that is the elite of the elite. That's like basically going into go kart racing and go. I'm going to go to Formula One. Right. Yeah. Not so much. Yeah. Like <laughs> pro spec. Yeah. I mean maybe. Yeah. Like yeah, we're talking about that. Like oh, you suck. You know. Oh, that guy sucks. Or you know, Kyle Mohan. Oh, he sucks. And we're like, no, you. No, you don't understand. You're, you're watching at, it's like the top 0.5 percentile go at yeah. it, and he's at the bottom of the top 0.5, which is still topping 1% in the world. Yeah, right? he's like in the top 32 of 36 of the best drivers in the world. Right, right? exactly. Right. There's probably a handful of people outside of FD that could beat him right. straight up and drifting. Right. Yeah. Like, well, any sport's going to have that. You always have your armchair quarterbacks, right? Yeah. The people that, you know, to get on a sim and to kill it, you know, and whatever. Yeah. But that's yeah. interesting. I like to think I'm pretty good. I'm not beating Kyle Mohan in the battle. Right. Like, exactly. I, have it. I know that. Like, <laughs> I know better. Like, yeah. 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 Hmm. That's interesting. Um, shoot. I forgot. I'm sorry. He's just have got so many uh, things going on back here. Um, I, now I remember talking about projects. M- motorcycles. Yeah. Oh. You bought a few. Like, Are you still in <laughs> it? Or? 
What's going on with that? Yeah, hit and miss. So I was into bikes before I was really into cars. My dad was always into bikes when I was growing up. I've had motorcycles since I was like 16. I've been on dirt bikes and stuff since I was probably like, I don't know, four. Mm -hmm. Um, Motorcycle stuff was something that I was into well before I got like more involved in drifting, whatever you want to call what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, Still into them. I still do some track days here and there. I have a problem with flipping stuff. (laughs) <laughs> so I go through like I go through cars and bikes and stuff quite regularly. Um, I've sold the majority of the motorcycles because I ordered a 2023 R1M. Oh, fancy. Mm. Hello. Yeah, so I had a 2014 BMW HP4, which I bought because my dad had one when I was like mid-teens. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't love it because it scared me to death. Mm-hmm. But I saw one pop up and I was like, got that weird nostalgic like, mm-hmm. man, it'd be really cool to own this. The mm-hmm. bike still terrified me. I rode it like I don't know, eight times. Yeah, um, too much bike for the street. Like, yeah. Oh like, wow. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so I still have I have both my Supermotos still, and I recently sold both my R6s and the HP4 to pay for the R1M. Okay. Um, but they're still here. I don't know what the future is going to hold for me with motorcycles. Hmm. Motorcycles never been something I've been into like I have been drifting. Like motorcycles are more for me just kind of like go relax after work or like Mm -hmm. relax on the weekend they're not something that i want to do remotely as seriously as i would want to do drifting if i decide to go back into that all right well who do we got over there on the other side of you okay i only see nipples (laughs) that's all i can see is his nipple okay there we go okay (laughs) oh it's eugene it's eugene it's eugene i think huh what happened? It's not the worst guy oh, ever. Oh, it's not the worst guy ever? I don't know. So I think we're going to grab Eugene here. Is there anything you want to say to your, your fans? I have fans? What? I'm your fan. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, Not really. Be on the lookout. Like, there might be something coming. I don't know yet. We've been working on some stuff in the background. You can so. take that a few different ways. You can take that however you want. <laughs> don't text me. Don't message me. Don't email me. Don't ask. Um, All right. So tomorrow, everybody that's watching this, uh, drivers, if you, if you check this out before you compete tomorrow, don't suck. Yeah, don't suck. Go fast. Don't suck. Go fast. Don't suck. If, and emphasis on go fast. Yeah, like More fast. than ever. Yeah. If you think you're going fast enough, you're not. You're not going fast If enough. you're not outpacing Nate or Jack Davis, you're not going fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> just don't. Just don't lift. Never lift. Well, yeah. I mean, when you get the hour after hours on number two, then you can lift. But, you know, other than that, don't lift. All righty, sir. Always a pleasure. We'll yeah. see you tomorrow. We'll do it again. All right, let's get Eugene over here. All right, Ben. So so what's going on? What we got? What? No, nothing. Well, come on down. Grab a seat here. Luxury. Luxury. This is, this, is, uh, this is about as good as it's going to get, my friend. Put that on for me. Take it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with that. All right, so I'm not even gonna say anything. So introduce yourself and tell everybody what you drive and what we're what you're doing here today. All right, awesome. Well, my name is Eugene Fagelman. Uh, I drive an S13.4 truck. It's a little bit unique because mm-hmm. it started as a hatchback. The back got cut off, and now it's like a little pickup truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those have, that have been in the drift community for a while, mm-hmm. they might even recognize the car because uh, popular guy Dan Savage, it was oh. his Pro-Am car. So the Siki truck, okay. when it was blue and orange, it's really? the same exact car. Oh, I still have his sticker from his Pro-Am days on the roof of the car because I just think it's so cool. Dan, what happened to Dan? 
He's uh, he's that's like a name life. I haven't heard in a while. Yeah, he's he's uh, as far as I know, he's competing on the East Coast. I okay. think he's pretty much just doing a lot of fun stuff. He has a S13 okay. coupe with the VQ, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, I think he's just having a good time. Okay, uh, he's a family man now, so he's taking mm-hmm. really good care of his family and just yeah, yeah just going to hmm. doing doing. What we all started with, you know, right. going back to the fun stuff. Good, good. And, and I'm seeing that. We'll talk about that in a, in a minute. But I'm seeing the turn, like it, drifting becoming it's just more drivers out there now. And it's starting to turn into you have your pro guys. And then instead of having pro or grassroots only, it's like now you got the pro. And then you have these demos or competitions like LS Fest. So um, let's kind of talk about that a little bit. Sure. What brings you out to LS Fest today? So I am a pro-am driver, mm-hmm. so I'm still I'm working towards getting my pro drive my pro license mm-hmm. to become a pro driver because I love drifting and I really want to find a way to make it economically make sense, which right. drifting typically doesn't. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because in today's drifting world, a lot of drivers and a lot of people have discovered that there are financial opportunities Mm -hmm. without having to do such a high level and having to have the whole pro Mm -hmm. program right because before it was like some some pro-am guys and grassroots guys and some big names would get support but not as much but now drifting is growing uh where even pro-am guys like myself are getting a lot more support than we used to right and so Guys like uh, Dan Savage and even Nate Hamilton a lot. Like, yeah, they're yeah. they're finding a lot of financial opportunities without having to commit to the whole expensive pro program. Right. Um, it's not easy, of course. They're still right. putting like Nate puts in yeah, a lot of, of course, work. Of course. I mean, running one forty four print house like right. He's he's working his butt off, but he found a way to make it make it make sense without having to go through the mm-hmm. stresses of running a whole pro program right myself i haven't quite figured that out um and if i find a way to make that work really well i might take that opportunity but Mm. i also enjoy competing so Mm. going pro is a dream of course you know that's i mean that's that's it that's where you want to get exactly so i want to i want to give it my all i want to give it a go and hopefully get there and if that doesn't work out then I'll look for other opportunities because I doubt I'll ever stop drifting. No, it's, no, I'm never it, gonna stop. You get infected. It's yeah. like AIDS. You know, yeah. once you have it, you have it for life. In a life. good way. In a good way. In a good <laughs> AIDS. It's good, well, I don't know if it's good AIDS because <laughs> it's 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 the AIDS that leave you bankrupt. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's but I, you enjoy it. Yeah. So it's like the biggest challenge in drifting in general is doing it but finding a way to make it make financial sense yeah i think one of the words that we i'm sorry to cut you off no but one of the words that um that it seems to i've heard quite often and i've said it a few times and, and i think um chelsea denofa talks about that let's talk about sustainability mm-hmm. you know we're not just talking mm-hmm. about the environment but we're talking about the vehicle right at what level you're going to compete but you want to make it sustainable and that's also something that rome uh Rome CP talks about a yeah, lot is totally. that you know you make your car so you can fix it quick right and there's certain things that you can do don't overdo certain things because when you're in a pinch you need to be able to repair it quickly and cheaply exactly exactly so it's it's absolutely all of that anything all of drifting is finding a balance mm-hmm. right whether it's in the car whether it's in your program whether it's how you want to live your life it's finding the balance of how do you 
sustain what you want to do, right? Mm -hmm. Big horsepower cars are cool, mm -hmm. but they're expensive, not only to build, but to run. You know, yeah. when you have... When you have a lot of horsepower, you're going through tires. You also need tires with more grip. Right, right. There, it gets expensive, you know? Right. So, like, and honestly, a guy that comes to a drift event in, like, a stock 350Z can get a lot more life for a lot less cost and have probably equally as much fun. As long as he has good earplugs. Yeah, well, <laughs> if he doesn't straight pipe it, he'll yeah, be yeah, all right. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I think if he straight pipes it, the rest of us need right, the earplugs. Right, there you go, there you go, <laughs> so exactly. He should hand them out, you right, know? Right, exactly, it should be required, right? But it's just, it's finding that balance, you mm -hmm. know, of what you want to do, what's mm -hmm. worth it to you, and what you can afford that's right. not going to make you pull your hair out. Right, right, because so, we see a lot of... I think you're getting a lot of new drivers. We have a lot of young drivers out there. I mean, one driver that that I, I know pretty well, Jaden Martirana. He's in the pros, uh, the prospect class. Mm -hmm. He's like uh, 15 years old. Yeah, and he's doing a great job now. And and that's one thing that's that's interesting. But what I love about drifting, mm -hmm. and what some people that watch drifting and you hear it a lot, well, that's not fair. This guy's got a thousand horsepower. Blah blah. This guy's got this. You know, that's what I I love actually about drifting. I think a lot of other you guys do as well because. How do I? I think you said this earlier. How am I going to stack up? Yeah. Right. You know. Absolutely. How do I stack up against a guy that has twice as much horsepower? And and never how do I hear drivers complain having 400 horsepower having to battle a guy with 1,000 horsepower? Yeah. Because you want to challenge yourself as a driver and see where you stack up. And that, and that's what it, that's what I fell in love with the sport because it's that it's almost like a no holds barred thing, right? And it's just fun. And and I and I think that's great. You're on the right path and that sustainability and getting the right mind frame. I think that's great advice for anybody that is interested in it. Absolutely. Is there any other type of advice if you if somebody's watching today, you'll hear me if you ever hear me in in the um in the announcing. A lot of times I'll I'll try to make sure that every so often I say, hey "Guys, if you want to get into drifting, go to the pits." You know, help the drivers merchandise, whatever, you know, help sponsor them, tag them in their Instagram page, take pictures, but approach the drivers. Because one of the things that one of the things that made me fall in love with drifting the most was the drivers. Mm -hmm. So anybody out there that's trying to get into what kind of advice would you give them? Honestly, I would. The first piece of advice is kind of hard to do, but it would be self-reflection. Okay. Ask yourself what you think you want to get out of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Are you the, a competitive kind of person where you find yourself wanting to be the best of the best? Mm -hmm. Or are you kind of person that just likes to party and hang, have a good time with your friends? Right. If you're a competitive person, then I would recommend to start doing the things that work towards that, right? Like networking with okay. pro-am drivers or pro drivers. Right. Start seeing how people are building their program, start thinking about how do you build a competitive car, mm -hmm. right? Because the way you act at events and the things you do will be different depending on what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. if, so if you're trying to be competitive, now you have to think about what car do you want to build right. that's going to be competitive, right? Right. And then you have to think about how much money can you mm -hmm. invest into making that car competitive. Right, right. And then you have to start networking and get with right. companies and right. drivers and people to grow your program. It's right. a lot of work. But yeah. if you're a competitive person and that's what's going to you know, fulfill your needs and fulfill mm -hmm. your desires, that's what you got to do. Right. But if you're a person that doesn't really care about being the best, you just love hanging out with your friends, right. having a good time, then 
it becomes different. Then you start yeah. investing into the simple community. You don't right. network, right. just become friends. Right. You know, right. buy buy a simple car that is sustainable. 350Z, maybe an E46 BMW, right. yeah, E36. Yeah. Yeah. Something simple, something mm. that you don't have to put an LS in, mm. don't have to get a whole lot of power. Throw coilovers in it, weld the diff, and just send it and have a good time. Yeah. Bring your homies. Go have barbecues at the track. Right, right, drink right, beers right. when the event's right, over. And right. Just have a good time. And you won't probably make any money, mm-hmm. but you're just going to love your life. Right. You're going to enjoy it. Yeah. We, so that's it. We, yeah. We talk often about when you start talking about the programs, how driving is really a small portion of it. Right. Exactly. It really, I mean, you, obviously, you need to be consistent. You need to drive. But when you start getting into it, it becomes like you're trying to develop a program. That driving portion, really, right now? I mean, it is LS Fest. After yeah, all. <laughs> yeah, it is LS Fest, you know, but it's like, uh, okay, he's pulling out 12 o'clock. Anyhow, but what, the other thing I wanted to ask you was uh, how long have you been drifting for? Uh, I've been drifting about 10 years. Okay. But uh, competitively, about, realistically, about two. Okay. So I did minor competitions and things like that. I started as a just for fun drifter. Okay. I had never had dreams of becoming competitive or mm-hmm. winning or doing anything like that. I just wanted to do hood rat things with my friends, as Dang. they say. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's how it all began. But then the unfortunate part was I started becoming friends with some pro am drivers and some mm-hmm. pro drivers. So rubbing off on you. And they started telling me that like. I don't know, you have some real talent, you should really give it a shot. And I was like, maybe I should. Right. And so they effectively ruined my entire life. <laughs> so Okay. Um, but yeah. competitively, I've done, I've done pro-am competitions for about four years, but I didn't okay. ever take it as serious as I have the last two years. Okay. And the honest part of it is just, uh, it's just I haven't been able to financially support mm. a good program right. up until about two years ago. Okay. Okay, so that kind of leads to my next question is, what would you say is probably, uh, maybe it was a difficult lesson, uh, maybe it was an easy lesson, but what would you say is the most valuable lesson you've learned from start to finish in your drifting career? Um, Be careful in cutting corners. Okay. Most drifters, drifters, especially starting, will try to find the cheapest solution to something, right? Some things you can do that with. Right. Right. Like you don't need three piece wheels to go drifting. Right. Like you can get stock Maxima wheels and you can drift on them if you don't got a whole lot of power. Right. Spend 50 bucks on some burners and just send it. Yeah. Drifting is like the the world of uh, knockoffs. Exactly. (laughs) But but in other areas, like if it's something mechanical, if it's a crucial part to the car. If you cut the corners in the wrong place, you will end up spending double the money that you would have if you just got the right parts from the get. Okay. Uh, if if it's suspension, suspension is crucial. It yeah. sounds funny, right? Um, you know, especially because you can go on eBay and buy an arm kit for like a hundred yeah. bucks. Yeah. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. it. It'll work for three days, and then you'll end up by the end of the year, you'll go through three of those kits. Right. Which is what you would have spent if you just got a real, like, good kit. Exactly. So don't cut corners in the places that matter. Like, take wiring seriously. Take engine pieces, engine parts extremely seriously. I mean, engine repairs, transmission repairs, Mm -hmm. those are the most expensive. Okay. So... Just spend the right parts. Get the right fittings. Okay. Get the good stuff. You'll it'll save you in the long run. Yeah. Um, do you utilize? And this is another aspect of when it gets done a comp- competition for those of people that are, want to get serious competition or make that transition like you did sure. from just having you know hood rat 
stuff or whatever, whatever the, I can't remember the saying it's getting late but um spotter yes do you have a spotter I do what do you talk how how do you um, direct your spotter uh, I actually it's kind of interesting it took me a while to figure out how to deal with the spotter but I realized you and your spotter need to be friends and understand each other's language mm-hmm. right you ne- he needs to understand how to speak to me, and okay. I need to understand what he's saying. Okay. And we were lucky enough to be friends before he became my spotter. Okay. And that made it really easy for us to read each other. Which is, what's his name? His name is Patrick. Okay. Patrick Peebles. So okay. he's he's over there somewhere yeah, pretending so it's, it's to getting, do it, some wiring. It's getting quiet in the background, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People starting to leave. But okay, so that's good. So it, for him, so for a, a spotter, number one is crucial, okay. in my opinion. Right. Um, because if anything, it's really nice to hear someone tell you that you trust, be like, you killed that lap. Okay. And that does, that's huge. Right, for confidence. Like, for your mind. Like, right. you're, because if you don't see what you did. Right. You don't actually know. You don't know how well you filled the zone. You don't know if you really were that close to the inner clip, you Mm -hmm. know? You don't know if your transition looked wonky. So with the spotter, it adds so much confidence, and it's so good to bounce ideas off of someone, right? Uh, For me, like, I'll ask him. I'll be like, hey, I'm thinking I want to attempt using this trick or this. Mm -hmm. Instead of e-brake, I want to clutch kick into the initiation. What do you think? And he'll be like, Dude, you're doing fine. Stop thinking and just oh, drive. Wow. Nice. And so he helps me center myself, also okay. adds confidence. Mm-hmm. And then it's good because he'll be like, hey, just so you know, this guy in turn three, he e-breaks in. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you ju- if you dive on that inner clip, mm-hmm. you may end up in his like in his door. Right. Not at his door. Right, but in, in, in a door. Right? So like, gotcha. be careful. Like, Don't take both of yourselves out in competition. Mm. Just know that that's happening. Nice. And so it's good. A, a spotter, to me, in my opinion, is crucial. It's not It's not that hard to find a good spotter. Yeah, and be able to – but you said relations are important. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the goals that you have for the rest of 2023? Uh, planning on getting my pro license. Okay, I'm okay. I'm currently competing at Full Lock Drift okay. in Oklahoma. It's a All pro-am right. series. I am third in points right now. Nice. Uh, if you take the championship, you have a guaranteed FD license, and then second and third have petition endorsements. Mm-hmm. Um, I would prefer not to have a petition right. endorsement. I prefer so. to just not. be able yeah. to walk in, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'll. But really, that's the goal. And in top okay. three, prove that I can be at that level. Okay. And get my pro license. Continue developing my program, mm. and continue to have fun. And yeah. Continue to deliver for my partners balance, and balance. do all that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Good deal. All right. So we're kind of it's getting quiet in the background. Um, but before we wrap it up, um, Instagram, YouTube, sponsors, you know, go yeah. down the list. Go down the list. Let's do it. All the shout outs, huh? Yeah. All, all the, the shout outs. All the shameless plugs. That's, the, well, Let's no, do that's it. what it's about. So, <laughs> in, and I don't want to cut you off, but yeah. the, the one thing that I try to like just hammer through with people because a lot of you guys don't know us. You never heard of us before, right? We come from South Florida, Miami area. We've been in the drifting community for a long time, but our goal and our heart has always been with the grassroots and the guys that are working their way up the ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, we are here for you guys, and that's what we're trying to make sure that everybody knows. We're not trying to get any spotlight or anything. I mean, some recognition, some follows would be nice, but you know, sure. But sure. 
we want to shout out you guys. We want we want to do whatever we can to help you guys achieve your goals. So that being said, go with your shameless. It's not shameless anymore. Go yeah, it's not shameless. It's Let's not do shameless. It. Yeah. Um, I first got to thank Yellow Speed uh, Racing USA. Okay. They've been with me for years. They provide me a huge amount of support. They, I have their coilovers, their brakes, fantastic parts. Bang mm-hmm. for your buck. Okay. On. Unparalleled. What type of now? What are it like suspension? What is it? Yeah, they do okay. suspension. They have arms. They primarily do coilovers and brakes. That's the okay. pieces that okay. I have. Okay. But they do a lot of stuff. Uh, they work a lot in the Subaru community. Okay. So if you have like an STI or WRX of any year, so that they got right. everything. So that you need. rally background, that's very helpful. Yeah, they have a yeah. huge rally team. So if you're into rallying, they okay. do all that. Um, then Patterson Performance is the shop that they're based out of. They also have a performance shop. Okay. They they did all the tuning on my car to make it rip as hard as it rips right, right, right now. Right, right, I would right. be nowhere without them. Right. Uh, I want to shout out D&D Performance Interior. Okay. We partnered yeah. the first year together this year, and they are killing it. Their parts are awesome. I love their carbon fiber wheels. Oh, Dude, I have yeah. their carbon fiber seat. Ooh, nice. You, you yeah. Go check it out. It's yeah, in the I'm car. But um, it, was, it was an interesting experience because – being a simple driver, I never thought interior was that important. Right. As long as things turn and levers right. pull, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what it, else it do you works, need? Yeah. It's not like that. Once yeah. you get a good setup, it changes your driving. So really? that's awesome. Uh, Kansai wheels okay. are fantastic. I have their uh, Corsa bronze wheels, 18 okay. by 9.5. Yeah. I was fortunate enough to get a set last year here at LS Fest okay. for winning the Drift Spirit Award. Nice. Okay. And... Then I spoke with Chris, and he was super cool, and now we're partnering this year together. Nice. Okay. And it's nice to finally be on one consistent right. wheel. Right, yeah. Um, then SFP Arrow, he's okay. a buddy of mine from California. Oh, he's nice. been around for years. He, I have one-off custom front fenders. They don't exist anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Which is also why he hates me because I've already yeah, broken, yeah, broken several. <laughs> but uh, his his support has not been like would not be possible mm-hmm. without him because right. he did a lot of body work as well. He doesn't right. just do fiberglass, but he like bonded the car, made it look like an actual car. Yeah. When I do my best to make it look like not an actual right, car, right, 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 right. Um, then I have Merrick Media and Shutter Studios. Those nice. are my two photographers okay. and videographers. They nice. have their own companies. They've been ride or die with me for okay. more than a year. Which is extremely helpful. Try to take your own footage and drive as you can. Yeah. Anyone that's like wanting to start your program, media is huge. Like okay. you don't understand mm-hmm. how much of an impact it makes. Right, so, right. Um, and then for myself, uh, my name is Eugene Fagelman. You can find me on all my socials okay. as EF Racing. Right. 414, Eugene Fagelman Racing, right. 414. Four four. Uh, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Nice. Don't have a Twitter. Well, Sorry so about okay. it. I mean, you're hitting all the other bases. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's only takes, so many hours in a day, man. Right, right. Twitter takes a lot of time, too. Yeah, and, it's, and I don't know how... I've never really been on there. I don't know how much useful stuff is on there. Yeah, yeah. Unless you want to follow Trump, but other than that, yeah, well, <laughs> I was like he's on there all the time. Yeah, that's uh, that's the place where you get to be a real keyboard warrior, right? As you get to, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you get to say all kinds, all of, kinds stuff, of crap. Yeah, get four million people that agree with you, yeah, but nobody man. will say that in real life. Right, you know? right. So, all right, well, guys, check him out, Eugene. It's been a pleasure it's been to such a meet pleasure. you, dude. And I'm looking forward to just watching you achieve your goals. Thank and you. That's gonna Thank be amazing. So, I'm, I'm working on it. So. I hope to make you proud. You will. <laughs> We're gonna be proud. Just as long as you're giving it your all, you make us proud. What if you give more than your all? What happens then? Then you become an FD pro. 
No, then you become bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys All so right, much. So, right, it's been such a pleasure. You. Absolutely. All I'm right, guys. Set this down. Yeah, let's put it down there. Ben, you're going to come, come hop next to me, and we'll wind this show up. Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. Yep. You too. See you tomorrow. Oh, okay. Ben, thoughts? Uh, that, I've, I've been running my mouth the whole time. I, I just thought that it was uh, kind of wild how we were able to set this up, and obviously it's one of those things where like, uh, we're figuring it out along the way, and that's been the theme this whole weekend. Wing it. And uh, it's, it's great when it works, mm. and then it's in some ways it's also pretty good when it doesn't work because yeah. we can make fun of it afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a win-win situation. Yeah, exactly. But uh, we have to... Uh, um, kind of like wrap things up because obviously uh, we don't want to kind of like drive out of here in the dark with all the lights, you know, shutting down. Right. We want them to let us out so we can get back to the hotel room and actually get some sleep tonight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a pretty rough uh, last night, too. Yeah. I mean, the bed was comfortable, though. Uh, that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's, at least you had that all right. uh, going on. Um, yeah, usually you're, you're with your brother, so. Mm hmm. Oh, what do you say? Oh, it's like two bears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it's the, a concert. Yeah, but now it's a solo I'm act. All by myself. I got the bed all by myself. It's a, it's a solo act. It's a solo act. That's fine. It's fine. Yeah, We're that's good. Fine. But um, yeah, so I, I guess we'll wrap it up. And this has been episode 61. And we are approaching. Never mind. <laughs> Another number. Yeah, yeah. We'll get there hopefully yeah. eventually. I mean, who knows what, what can happen. But uh, we want to thank you guys uh, for tuning in. Also, just make sure to just follow our socials uh, for um, some of the action that's going to p- uh, take place tomorrow. And actually, I just uh, wanted to mention that because I didn't get to do that for the, the practice set. Mm-hmm. If you're in the area, in the Texas area or in the neighboring states, just come on out to Texas Motor Speedway for the uh, LS Fest event taking place tomorrow. I mean, you already know you're getting qualifying, you're getting a competition, mm-hmm. and you're getting some of the best drivers in town mm-hmm. and around the the state. I mean, yeah, country, sorry, the country, country yeah. uh, to drill down and mm-hmm. and actually try to acquire some of the the prizes, mm-hmm. that exclusive uh, jacket that Holly's offering. Right, right, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, and then of course, if you can't make it, watch the live stream. Yeah, we're gonna be live streaming. It's a test live stream, so be patient with us. Low expectations. Don't, low, expectations. low expectations. Don't be overcritical. This is a trial run uh, for this season. Hopefully, next season we'll be able to put uh, a little more effort into it. You know, we'll have maybe a little more backing or or some help yeah, we'll to see. to be able to get the extra equipment we need. Right now, we're basically this is the carry on version of a live stream. I see what you did yeah, there. Yeah, it's what we could that, get that, on the carry-on. That cuts very deep yes. on so many levels. It does. This is the carry-on version of a live stream, so be patient with us. But please enjoy, and um, I guess tune in next time. Look at that bug. There's a lot of bugs out here. Yeah, that's another thing we didn't get into. All right. Good night. Good night.